Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, everybody. It's episode 196 of Please Advise. How you doing, Christina? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Good. Yeah. Yeah, You feeling chipper? I don't know if I would say chipper, but I'm feeling pretty. I'm pre- feeling pretty even. You've been working on a lot of side <laughs> side stuff. You got some creative juices flowing right now. Yeah, um, I, I have a lot of exciting things coming up. I can't talk about it yet, and I feel like I'm being oh, weird and cryptic. I, I- I, I absolutely no. That's what every YouTuber says. Anytime anyone any anytime anyone famous anyone anytime someone has like three thousand followers yeah. and like they're going to the store, they're like, I can't tell you guys yet, but yeah. so it's fine. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yeah. Um, but that's good. I'm excited for you. Yeah, therapies have been going really great. Good. Yeah. Any big breakthroughs this week that you're comfortable sharing? I don't think I had a big breakthrough this week. I think I'm getting more and more comfortable like being vulnerable in front of people and crying mm-hmm. in front of people and like just like being able to feel feelings mm-hmm. in front of other people. And that's been a really great like I, fighting that awkwardness that I feel and just being able to be like fully present or whatever. Yeah. I, it sounds like hippy dippy, but it Do is. Do you like cry a real in therapy? Yeah. That's what it's for, right? Yeah. Have we talked about on the show how I can't stand when people are like too proud to cry in front of their therapist? <laughs> what are you paying for? I literally don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, the second I walk in that office, like everything, I just like, I'll cry about anything. But it's like, that's what you're there for to do that work. If 100%. you're not doing that work there, what the hell are you paying for? Yeah, because I'm really here at home it. crying, like yeah. reflecting on whatever happened in therapy that day. Also, when you cry, like just it all comes out like yeah. you know what I mean your spirit really just like so I would know? fight like that part of it I would like cry and get teary but I wouldn't go like I wouldn't let it tip over and I was yeah. really trying to control it in therapy and then like one time I just had a real breakthrough I like breakthrough breakdown there's sometimes the same thing when you're in of therapy course, yeah and so like I really just like let myself cry in front of my therapist and she was just like I think we made some real progress today and I was like yes yeah, and Felt also, like you know, it'll never be the worst anyone's ever seen or heard, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're no. not that unique. Yeah, I mean, unless you killed someone, which, yeah. by the way, who knows? No. <laughs> you guys, our guest today is someone that I have a long history with yeah. um, back in the Hello Giggles days. She was one of our interns. You also may know her as being the wife of Greg Lisi, a.k.a. Greg the Reg, who I always think of as Tori's husband um, and someone who... <laughs> almost put me into significant debt. Um, I almost lost my life uh, to some of Greg's irresponsibility. And I just was wondering how that's been playing out for you guys as a couple. You know, the gambling started about two years ago. He started doing it with his friends. Oh, friend. so he himself has a problem. Yes, definitely. Okay. I mean, he's only, he maybe has $200 in his account. Okay. But then when I ask what he's betting on, He'll tell me, and then he'll tell me the amount he's betting, and it doesn't add up. And when you so say 200 happening. in his account, you mean like on the website where you kind of keep yeah, yeah, your yeah. money? Okay. Yeah, so, and then they give you free money, mm-hmm. in quotes. What um, does that mean? I don't know. I've asked. I don't get it. See, I don't want to so, know. To bring me in on the day of the Super Bowl, <laughs> on a junior level, truly was reckless behavior. And I am the perfect person to get reckless with, like especially <laughs> when it's something new. Like, I'm the type of person that would go on, like, one rock climbing wall and someone would be like, I don't know, you want to do the Appalachian Trail? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, I just got to find a place to put my dog for six months. Like, can Wags (laughs) come on the AT with us? Um, So, yeah. Um, But I survived that. And Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, Tori, you've... I don't like I don't know how else to say it, but like I've always watched you on Insta. Obvious. I'm not an unfollower. I don't unfollow. Um, Somehow you you would have unfollowed me. um, Uh, No, unfollower. No, I just you know, a lot of people like they just shed people that they don't work with anymore. Someone they may not necessarily speak to all the Mm -hmm. time. Some people are really aggressive about the unfollow. I have a very come on, join the party attitude. And at some point you started to make it regularly to the top of my algorithm so I'd be seeing all your updates love Tori Healy Lisi or (laughs) just Tori Healy at the time Mm. and I watched you dating a wonderful guy building a beautiful home life you know Tori you had a glow up you were always beautiful but Tori had a fucking glow up and it was just really inspiring and wonderful to watch take it it your real estate your real estate moment that was happening like I just over but you know what it was all happening Uh and it was a pleasure to watch from a distance and then Greg and I started following each other on Twitter And, you know, the banter, we just got the banter going. Sometimes Tori would join in. And I just You think they, like, workshop it together at home? They're like, okay, what are we going to do? I don't think so. No, I would be like, before they met, I'm like, you can't keep tweeting her. You don't know her. But Greg was never a reply guy for me. Like, I loved, I always, like, because I knew who he was through you. And I was Uh like, I love that Tori's marrying, like, a down-ass guy. And so, because, like, not every guy, like, listens to their girlfriend's podcast yeah. and like, you know, enjoys it or whatever. It yeah. was forced though. Because our mean, apartment sure was so first, small, he now. had to listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, his what was so small? Our apartment was so small. Every time I oh, played yeah. Please Advise, he would hear it. And then he's like, what is this? And then he got addicted. Addicted. Yeah. So, and, and now he's Greg the Reg. You guys don't live far from us at all. You're in Atwater. No, Can I say two that? two turns. Yeah, it's yeah, great. No one wants to stop Isn't me. it literally two turns? It's yeah, like not far literally. at all. Mm-hmm. I love that for I us. I street names. Neighbors. Have you ever been to Villa Corona's uh, taco 
burritos for their breakfast burritos. Oh my burritos. gosh. They're so good. So when we good. first moved in, that's like all we did. And then I'm like, we need to cut it back a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's Pro so tip good. for people who live in LA, Villa Corona, like mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain went there. $5 breakfast burritos. So good. They're open at 7 a.m., which I Haven't like. Haven't they been early bird. forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the founder, when her, the mom just passed away, but the, okay. the son is still running it. So mm-hmm. that's, that's like the- really sweet. Okay, that's actually, I didn't even know that Anthony Bourdain or anything went there, but I do know that it was this always, it was like, oh, that's that business. This mom runs it and her sons work for her. I think maybe Ed told me that like years ago or something, but it's a little like nugget of LA history that this mom and her sons ran this place. Yeah, the sons are so sweet. He said like they recognize me now because I go almost every Sunday and so they're like, hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming out here. I didn't know about that. Don't tell Greg that. He's going to be there every Sunday. Christina might be here. Oh my God. If you guys go on a secret taco date, like I'm fine with it, but also I'll be fuming. Not so fine. No, I would love that for you guys. You know what? I would actually love it. I think that would be really. You're more than welcome to join us at 7 a.m., Molly. No, I mean, oh, honey, I wake up at 4. I'm on Mark Wahlberg hours. That's my dinner. 7 p.m. is a late lunch for me. Okay. You don't know my life. Um, I have something to tell you about my body. Okay, <laughs> quite a transition, but all right. Um, well, you know I'm not pregnant because I'm jeweling. Yeah. But um, I went to see Sean Bartholomew the other day. Okay. You know, everyone, Tori's nodding. I know. So Sean Bartholomew, for those of you who are new to the podcast, is my healer. He helps me drain my nodes. Um, I love to do all sorts of lymphatic work because – We have breast cancer and all kinds of cancer in my family. And even if it's a little woo for some people, for me, I find that sweating a lot can never be bad for you. Um, And he also is like has invented this technique for massage that is life changing. Now, Sean Bartholomew, I don't know if you've heard this, also had a glow up. And he has his own storefront now in downtown in that like little area. I saw your Insta story. Yeah. It's like the little area that's like the Grove, but downtown. You probably know what it's called because you work down there. What's that area called? Do you know the cross street? Like 7th Street. And like it's all these little markets. Like there's Tartinas in there. And um, Mm. I'm going to have to think about that. But um, it's like a whole little shopping plaza downtown. Oh, is it by Guisados is in there? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's all like beige. It It does look very kind of like the Grove, but in downtown. Yeah. Anyway, he opened up a shop there and I went in and I hadn't seen Sean in like eight months. Like it was bad, maybe even a year. And I'd been getting like some massage, but I just hadn't like, I don't know. Sean's situation was a little transient for a while. Like it was like he was going to different, renting different like times for different studios. And I don't know. Like, I just need to also feel like really like stationary in an environment when I'm getting a massage as well. Like, I don't like to get one necessarily at home either, although it can be very nice. So I go and see Sean. His new place is gorgeous. I'm so proud of him. Get down on the table. What do you think was wrong with my body? Let's take some guesses. I know you have TMJ stuff going mm. on, so I think that's one thing, right? Yeah. What do you think maybe is happening like on the upper half of my body? Uh, you're putting me in a pretty precarious I had a dislocated rib. No. Yeah, I had a dislocated rib. And I didn't know. Um, I didn't. Were you having pain? No, I don't think so. But Mm -hmm. I'm always in like medium pain, you know? So that actually was scary to not realize that. Also, I had a dislocated hip. Wow. And I had been like, my sciatica had been like on fuego for the last like 
probably four or five months. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize, I don't know chicken or egg. Like I assume that my rib and my hip weren't totally out of, out of, yeah. I think it was honestly that Boston trip. I slept really weird on my hip and I was wearing like a very tight, like almost like Spanx, like tight legging that were like a leather material. And you haven't fallen or anything like that, right? No, but I mean, like I, when I walk down the street, like I bang against trees like I, I my limbs are fucking long. Like, I don't know what's going on down here. Like, this is so far from the rest of my body. I'm pointing to my feet for anyone who's <laughs> curious. I honestly I have no I I've noticed I'm a lot more sensitive than I ever thought I was when it comes to like medications or even alcohol or something like that. Like I have to stay really far away from a lot of different types of booze and stuff like that. It'll just wreck me. Um, but I didn't, I, I had no idea that I wouldn't know if something like all of that was happening. Yeah. And if just banging against something on the street, like one of the million times I walk into the fucking mirrors on my own car door or like, you know, sometimes I bang into this railing when I'm carrying a bunch of stuff. I also think I could have dislocated the rib when I was carrying stuff like big boxes in my public storage unit in yeah. my store because I would have a big box and then I would like lean it against my chest because it, it was probably like 100 pounds sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I could have dislocated it doing that. Yeah. But um, I've been, yeah, I've been noticing my sleep has been very restorative lately. Like I feel like a new person when I wake up. So, so like, what did he do to correct it? Or like, he did the Bartholomew method. He fucking heated up all of the all of the places that were um, hurt and broken. I had something in my foot too. Nothing had to be like realigned. Yeah, or? no. He so that's what he does. So instead of doing it the way like a chiropractor would, where they sort of like snap your bones. Sean is he does something that I believe strongly in, which is that you treat the muscle. You don't treat the bone because when you snap something back into place with like a chiropractor, for example, what that's doing is it's treating it's treating the bone and shocking the muscle because mm -hmm. it's like, whoa. And then that will just kind of make the muscle recreate the issue again. So you treat the muscle. So. It was very, very, very painful. I actually screamed. At one point, I said wow. to Sean, I'm like, mm -hmm. you're fucking sick. You're an asshole. Because like, I, and we were like laughing because I, I just was like, I was in so much pain. And I was really glad also that it's just him that does it because I screamed a couple times. He got it really, really hot. And then he used massage to basically like push the bone back into place. It was, I was screaming beach. So how are you feeling now? Um, I feel better. Like when I left that massage that night, I was like, oh, oh, this is more what like a body is supposed to feel like. Oh, okay. Um, I drank like four gallons of water that night. Like I just was like chugging, chugging, chugging because you have after body work like that, you have to drink like crazy. Um, and I think I feel okay. I'm going back in tomorrow to see him because I'm about to fly to New Orleans on Spirit. God mm. bless. Um, <laughs> and I've never done it, and I want to get your thoughts because I also have to shut up and start talking to our guest. But, but <laughs> I also just wanted to say that, yeah, I'm going back in tomorrow to see him because my body, these fucking things, these 
fucking long ass legs and these fucking wingspan of a American Eagle over here, uh, needs, has a really rough time on planes. Um, cause I just don't know where to put my, my body. And you've never flown spirit. No. That's what you need support. That's for. how much I love my okay. friend and that's how much she needs support. Okay. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a, you're a great friend then. Is it really? Are, no, it's just like every, they nickel and dime you for every single thing and you don't really get much when you're up there. Like, yeah. There's not I tried like a lot of free the, snacks or like even the snacks that they have aren't great. And it's like. I don't expect mm. like I'm a, I, I do love a snack. But I'll probably just bring some stuff on my own. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's also apparently brutally hot right now in New Orleans. So, and I'm only going for three days. So I'm gonna pack two dresses and it's hella humid and three pairs of underwear and just fucking <laughs> roll out. Um. So, Tori, I want to do two things with you that are classic on this show. Okay. Um. One of them is your three reasons why you're qualified to give advice. Ugh, can't wait. Thought a lot about that only today. Um, I think my first one is that I practice a lot of self-care. It's like a new thing for me. Good. In my early 20s, I okay. didn't. I thought self-care was watching reality shows. It's not. What's in your self-care toolkit? What is your regime? What is your, not regime, what is your routine? Mm-hmm. What is, like, what do you do? Because, like, I think that's something that people struggle with. Like, what actually totally. is real self-care? It's not, it, can, <laughs> it can be a face mask, but it is sometimes more, often more. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's been meditation lately. Okay. I'm a big fan of an app. Which one? I'm allowed to say. Headspace. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Sponsor, that please shit advise. you can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love Headspace. Uh, I love Headspace. We have the family plan. Me and Greg do meditating in separate rooms. I didn't rooms. know they had a family plan. That's they do. Wonderful. You have to email for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to live in the same address. So doing that um, and doing do like do a lot of... Do you do it in the morning? Do you do it in the... I kind of do it like after a bath. It's like a whole routine. Like I read in the bath. That's nice. And then I meditate for a little bit, usually like midday. I mean, I'm a night student. So yeah. those are what the times else? that I have. I'm going to try to do therapy. I'm reading books that are like self-improvement books, which I always made fun of. Yeah. But are actually helping. Yeah. No, they, they do. They really help. are. They really are. I know oh, it's yeah. like a little cheesy and be like, it okay, is, but every round is true. But it's like, no, it actually is really helpful. It is. You know what's hard, though, is that I feel like, and I just want to say this about self-care because I think it's a word that gets used and misused and blah, blah, blah. I think whatever your self-care is, if it's a... If it is a face mask, if it's if it's going to, you know, fucking physical therapy, if you have to, mm-hmm. if it's going to regular therapy, if it is watching a reality TV show, I find a lot of people gatekeep self-care and they're like, well, that's not really self-care. Like, here's what real self-care is. And I think that that de- I just don't want to shame anyone who's doing <laughs> entry level self-care work because that will grow to something bigger. And I think that it's not the end all be all, but like mental health is something that needs to be so fucking accessible. And I feel like the way that fucking playing a board game should be accessible, whether it's tic-tac-toe or if you're playing one of those things that people do tournaments for, you like you're still playing a game. And I think that that's dope. Um, Therapy is fucking mad important. But the other thing I was going to say was self-help is that another thing people judge a lot. Like I used to laugh about self-help books too. And now I love them. But I also understand if for some people, if it never connects for them, like that's okay too. Yeah. Um, 
you know, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do number two? Sure. Um, I guess my second one would be that I've done a lot of different things. Like if I'm not unhappy, I'm not afraid to start something new. I'm like on my fourth or fifth thing now. You are a good little <laughs> evolver. I have noticed that about you. It also could mean that I have a lack of commitment. That's probably what a therapist would tell me if I went to therapy. But yeah, I think I found the thing finally that I want to do for a while, but I'm not like afraid to switch. So paths. what are you in school for? I'm in school for interior design mm-hmm. right now. Um, I kind of went into real estate a few years ago thinking that I would do interior design at the same time, but right. it's impossible to do both. Right. Um, at least entry level. It's My mom's to do doing both. Um, like freelance staging work. Like she yeah. just got into the real estate game herself. And my mom has an amazing eye and I've always been like, mom, you are like the real estate agent. You would be fantastic because she knows history and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But she also is really good with interior design. And so she's doing this sort of like freelance um, staging stuff while she is working on her license or whatever. And I like what a dope job that is. So she's in school to get her real estate license right now? I think that that's like her next step. And that right now she's um, finishing the house that she got Mm -hmm. in Brighton. She um, bought a small little house. It's so cute and is remodeling it. I'm really excited for her second stage of life. And that's also another thing, too. There's so my mom has also had a lot of careers. My mom, like stages of life are, I feel like so sad to think sometimes like, oh, like, how could you possibly it's I'm I'm too old to like reinvent, but I'm too, you know, I'm not I'm too young to like give up mm-hmm. and <laughs> wags get off me. Um, but, you know, I always remember I'm like, there are people that get divorced at 55, like my mom and pick up a totally new profession and kill mm-hmm. at it. Like, was she technically like qualified to start where she started out? Probably. I don't know. But I always think that, you know, I'm unqualified myself. Maybe if I went into McDonald's and filled out an application, they would make me the regional manager. You know, that's the kind of thing I think about. It's good to have goals. Yeah. So switching yeah. it. No, well, I just mean like you can change up your life. Yeah, like you can change you up your can. life. Yeah. I want to move to the Apple farm. I couldn't. That one I know I couldn't do. But I just don't like to drive enough. Okay, so what's your number three? <laughs> I guess my third would be that I'm married to Leo, so I know how to oh, deal with right. difficult people. Right. We've already yeah. p- played an astrology episode um, right. where my friend Damaris kind of read me for not like being the biggest Leo fan, and it is 100% a mall's problem. I will say my problem with Leos, they're not awful people. They're not mm. great, mm-hmm. but I personally get let down by them because of malls. Right. So props to Greg. I think it's the alchemy of a Capricorn personality with a Leo personality. I that's what that's, I'm saying. I, really, I'm saying I don't it's, think it's Molly specific. I think like Capricorns and Leos in general might have opposing like point of views in life that are uh, at odds with each other. Yeah, right. I do. I, I do want to blame myself, though. So I'll say that um, it also partially could be the way that I choose to deal with it which is to go all in on Leo's. Mm. What's the most Leo thing about Greg? Uh, he's going to hate to hear this, but whatever. Um, I like to imagine him squirming in your house now. Yeah, he's like, don't talk about me too much, but like, don't not talk about me. He said that. And that is probably like exactly what it is. Oh, he oh. loves attention, but he likes to He wants to control like it? He doesn't, yes, loves to control. He's working on those in therapy. Though, wow, guys. that's disgusting, Greg. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't control me because I don't let him. I never have. So. Right. Did I have we fed his ego? Have we created Definitely. a monster? Here, Definitely. Yeah. I think we've created a monster. See, and this is me. I make it so easy for those Leos. They just see me as a sitting duck over here. Mm-hmm. Greg, you're not allowed to come on this podcast for at least four weeks. Okay. <laughs> You need to sit. He's putting in his calendar four weeks from now. Like, please advise. (laughs) And he's like not putting in noon. He's putting in 1230 because like, yeah, I was not on Mark Wahlberg hours when he started doing the pod with us. Yeah. He told me not to show up too early. Yeah. I show up early everywhere. So does Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like she's texted me before and she's been like, oh, I've been sitting outside your house for a half an hour. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. (laughs) I wish I knew. Um, you guys, can I show you this hammer? I have that hammer. You have this hammer? But it has a pink background on it. I almost got the one with pink, but I didn't like the, uh... Where did you guys get these hammers so from? At the, at the Grove, uh, no, at the Grove, at the Farmer's Market, I went with my friend Susan the other day, and she was like, Molly, we have to go to the store. I leave with two cheese knives and this thing. She 100% pushed the cheese knives on me, but I'm fine with it. This is a six-in-one hammer. And it's a little girly bitch hammer, okay? It is, it, I don't know if you could hang a picture with this. You could it's do, hard. You could do some basic house tasks, but you take the top off this hammer, and then oh. inside of there, there's more and more and more. Dude, it's like infinity. Oh, it has, it has a flathead screwdriver. We got a Phillips head up in Phillips this page. And then we got so a tiny screws. little flathead. Yeah. And then, oh, flip it over, a tiny little Phillips head. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. This is the fucking sickest device I've ever bought. It's the nesting egg of the hardware. Yeah, and I think it's a perfect housewarming gift, too. Like, Susan bought this for her sister's housewarming gift, and she was like, Malls, you have to get one. Um, even though I do have hammers, this is, something like this would be perfect for a lot of the stuff I do. It's also, like, cute enough to, like, hang on a wall, and it's not, it's, like, kind of arty, but not... And useful, yeah. I don't know. I would it's mostly cute, walls, but I'm kind less useful. If you useful. were like a Pinterest-ass bitch Casey Neistat and you had your <laughs> tools displayed on the wall, this would be great for that. Quick. Um, I think we should play some Do You Fear That later on, which is what I was going to say is as an oldie, you should totally get a chance to play Miss our it. most famous game. Mm-hmm. But do you want to take some calls first? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Hey, Malls. Um, my name is Danielle. Um, I actually started um, listening to the Mother May Sleep With podcast, and then I found my way over to Please Advice, and I'm freaking loving it. Anyway, um, I grew up with a pretty Catholic guilt-filled childhood um, with a narcissistic mother and a kind of emotionally absent father, um, and I'm adopted. So um, basically, I kind of have been ghosting my parents for like the past six months or so um and it's just like helped me get like mentally healthy um I'm just like more confident myself and honestly my stress levels have gone down so much um I recently got engaged and basically I guess my question is like (laughs) I don't really want my parents at my wedding but I feel like eventually maybe well, first of all, I just think everyone's going to think I'm, like, this crazy heartless bitch because they don't know, like, the background story. Um, But also just, like, in the future, am I going to just, like, one day wake up at 40 and be like, what the fuck did I do? Um, So, basically, I guess I just need some of your guys' advice. What do you think I should do? 
Um, thanks. I love you. And your guest, I'm sure, is amazing as well. Can't wait to hear what they say if you guys air this. All right. Bye. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. What are you going to say? I don't know. I mean, it's such a hard thing because you don't know how you're going to feel in 10 years about anything. Right. You yeah. know? And so, like, to try to, like, hedge that, you're going to be a completely different person. Like, who knows? Okay. I, I, but you have to do what's right for you. And if you're going to be too busy worrying about and managing these other people's emotions and it's such a big day where you're really just going to need to be focused on yourself and and your future partner, like, I don't I don't know. I, I think I think people get into really toxic traps about families like family is everything. Family is the only thing you have to do everything for family. And like that can't be true for some people. Right. And I think we really need to re-engage that discussion in society in general because I feel like there's a lot of shame about abandoning your family. But it's like if they don't serve you, if they're not here for you, it's okay to not have to be bound by blood to anybody. Right. You know, I will say that for me personally, a big reason why I'm – I don't think that I – another reason why I think I would never really have like a big wedding, I don't think that's my personality, is because a lot of the traditions don't apply to me. Like, I don't have someone to walk me down the aisle. I fucking hate the dancing thing. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of a lot of those things. They don't apply to me. And I realized a long time ago, like, if I was in a position to get married, I honestly don't know if I, how many people I would need or want there. I would just elope. And I think that a lot, what that does is it takes care of a lot of complications that could exist. It takes, it takes the weight off of your relationships with other people and focuses on the one that you're about to embark on for the rest of your life. I think that's much more symbolic and interesting than a wedding personally. However, I will say I've also had to make some really difficult decisions in my life. And one of them was if I wanted to go see my father when he was about to die. And I didn't have any really relationship with him since I was 10 years old. My memories of him weren't great. And ultimately, I decided that like to pick up my life and leave work and leave my dog and leave my life behind to go say goodbye to a man that I didn't know and don't really have good memories of and that was never there for me throughout his life. I feel like that would be a movie that's for other people. It wouldn't be for the person that has to live it for me, you know? And it was almost about fulfilling this false fantasy of me coming home to see someone that never really existed to me. That was a huge decision and obviously it sounds a lot different than your decision, but... What came of all of this is that I decided not to go. And I do not regret that to this day. Sometimes I feel sad about it, but I mostly just feel sad that it was so easy for me to make that decision. And I had a coworker say to me, you know, Molly, whatever decision you make right now is fine. But just so you know, there might be a time in your life when you're 40, when you're 50, that you look back and you're not, and you're regretful of your decision. And I just want you to know now that, like, to be easy on your future self and be okay and be reconciled with the fact that, like, past you made that decision. So if you're already afraid that you're going to jolt awake and be like, why didn't I invite my parents to the wedding? I think, you know, you should try your best. Like, typically when people get uninvited to weddings on something like Dr. Laura and, like, pardon the example – 
a lot of times it's like my brother was in jail for molesting a child and my parents are insistent that he comes to the wedding. Um, or like, you know, my dad cheated on my mom and, you know, um, the woman like brought something into my life and got my younger brother addicted to drugs. Is she allowed to come to the wedding? It sounds like you're, you're having some healthy boundaries with your parents right now. Um, but like, I don't know. What's the problem? I'd invite them. You're, you probably will regret it. If you don't hate them that much, if you're not that disgusted by these people, invite them for the day. Set strong boundaries about when and where and how they can talk to you. Tell her that you're not doing the traditional mother of the bride thing. That's where narcissists can go crazy a lot. I don't know. Tori, what do you think? Because you're the only one here who's been married. Yeah. Well, yeah, Greg talked about marriage on the last pod, I know. And we did... <laughs> a lot wrong honestly and we have two mothers that are very strong-willed and very Mm -hmm. different I never thought I'm not gonna invite them to the wedding and I think for this person I would just take a look inward and be like when I'm standing up there and saying my vows to this other person in the back of my mind am I gonna thinking be thinking about who's there my parents that are there like right if you're gonna be there regretting it just have them come. Don't let them do like a bridal shower. Don't let them have boundaries. And also like, do you, the bigger implications of this, especially dealing with a narcissist and, and a father that probably isn't going to stand up either way for you or his wife, maybe just with, with his, with your mom out of like, um, just concession, just like giving in, like, um, I kind of think that like this will affect every Christmas. This will affect if you mm-hmm. guys have kids. This will affect this. Will, this is the type of thing that will come up over and over and yeah. over again. And I'm sure someday you will want your parents to have a relationship with your children if you have children and that your kids are going to want to meet your parents and maybe they're not going to be their favorite grandparents or the ones they see a lot. But you certainly don't want your narcissistic mother being like, yeah, your mom didn't invite me to the wedding. Like, it's just I don't know, like unless you really feel a way, I don't know if that's boundaries are important to teach kids, but I don't know. It feels like that could like. I don't know. It just feels like something that's going to come back to bite you if you ever want a normal relationship. Yeah. This wasn't with my immediate family, but we didn't invite a lot of other family that Mm -hmm. I just don't really talk to, but they are like aunts and uncles, and I just didn't want a huge wedding. And to this day, some of them don't speak to me anymore because they weren't invited to the wedding. Wow. People really take that shit. They take it so personally, and I'm like, don't... I don't get it. I wouldn't. So I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever not been invited to a wedding and been like, fuck. It is a little (laughs) bit of FOMO, though. Like, I think that you can have FOMO. I see that from like the guest side or whatever. Um, but, but I wouldn't carry that I think grievance a lot of for times, years. Like, no, yeah, I think people, people want a free party. Like, usually what that comes down to is a free party. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, they're not really- so concerned and, like, so interested in witnessing the union of Tori and Greg. Like, Which is why they weren't there. They want the <laughs> blowout. Which, by the way, we all love the blowout. Weddings are like, fuck yeah, I'm going to yeah. a wedding. I'm going to eat, like, fucking lobster and dance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get drunk for free. <laughs> Well, no, it actually costs a lot of money to go to a wedding. I'm but like, still, what? it feels yeah. free yeah. at a certain point. Um, yeah. 
kind of once you're drunk. But- I think it's like the drinking <laughs> and also the f- all the food. It feels like kind of free, but it's like, oh no, wait, I actually did. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get you dressed. get a two hour yeah. window though, where you're not thinking about how much money you spent to be there. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. After the cocktails are flowing, I was gonna say there's this really great Instagram account from a therapist. Her name is um, Dr. Uh, Nedra Glover. Uh, she's at Nedra Ta W. I'll put it in. <laughs> yeah, I'll put, I'll like, put a link. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? I could spill it out, but whatever. Um, but she does. She actually has a lot of posts about like fa- family relationships, setting boundaries with family, what toxic things look like, how how to actually set like bullet points, how to set boundaries with family. So I think it might. A lot of people might find that um really helpful. And I'm going to put a link in the description of this episode. Also, I want to throw out as a Reddit head. I think you could definitely check out the, um, well, the end parents one, which is about narcissistic parents. That whole Reddit is fucking ripe with stories. If you ever want to commiserate with something or because if you have a narcissist in your life in any capacity, these are all stories that start to sound really familiar. But also um, the am I an asshole Reddit. I think that that's a really great tool make a throwaway account and post this exact thing because you know we're only drawing from our experience here there's all three of us have different relationships with our parents and different types of families we're from only one of us is married um and you know I don't and we all have different relationships with yeah so I think that maybe as I'm the asshole and obviously take everything outside of your you know your feelings and what feels right with a grain of salt, but maybe getting a wider net of people to chime in on that will be worth it for you. And thanks for coming over from the Lifetime podcast. Yeah. I don't expect that. And I'm really pleased when you guys make it over here. It means a lot. I know we have another uh, caller later on who started out on Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Should we play our call now, actually? Uh, we can. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. I got to readjust. Oh, sorry. Then it's don't okay. do it. No, 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 don't. No, it's only gonna take me like one second. Okay. I'll I'll um I'll prep it by saying so I've been wanting to do like more different types of giveaways and you guys know I've been selling my tickets and I bought tickets for J Lo's um J Lo's party. Um and I wasn't I was originally gonna go and then I was gonna try and sell them if I couldn't go and I basically last minute realized like, oh, this isn't happening. And so I said to Christina, like, why don't we just give these away to one of our listeners? And they were bomb ass seats. Like, I don't want to flex. Is it rude to flex? I don't think it is. They were $350 a piece. Okay. I was like giving away mad JLo tickets. So I wound up finding one of you guys out here, Sam. She agreed to go. She agreed. She graciously (laughs) accepted the tickets. And um, she went to the show with her friend. And I asked her if she didn't mind. I said, this is not required of you. As she is also like, she's listened to Please a couple times, but she's really a nacho expert. And um, and, uh, she, I, sorry, um, I asked her if she had the time or if she cared to after the show to create a little voice note for us, just letting us know how it was, um, that it would be really fun to share with Please Advise Nation, not just because it's cute and she's adorable, but because, guys, we want to give you, like, nice prizes if we can. So yeah. make sure you're following the Please Advise Twitter because that would have been the only way you saw this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just know that, you know, we love... 
we love a little Amazon gift card. We love a, you know, iTunes gift card, uh, all the standard giveaways that people do. We've done them ourselves. But I would rather, instead of sprinkling a couple of y'all with a $10 iTunes gift card, fucking blow it out and give someone $700 worth of JLo tickets on a Friday in Los Angeles. So I might also have some John Mayers for you if you're in Tennessee um, later this summer. <laughs> Okay, let's uh let's play our call from Sam. I haven't even heard it. It's really cute. Hi, malls, Christina and Wags and guest, maybe. Um, I think I've collected myself from last night and I just want to say thank you to malls and please advise because I was able to attend JLo's party last night. And it was incredible. I went with my friend Kat. JLo is amazing. Her music, her her dance moves, like the like it like I danced, she danced, and like she sang, I sang. It was such a fun time. The people there were so incredible, so fun and friendly. They were all dressed like they were going to the club, going to a party, what I expected, and like it was just amazing, and thank you so much. Uh, but I did also want to say quickly, if I can, um, I took notes during the concert because J Lo was like, "I want to give out advice," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Okay, so, oh sorry, I curse. Okay, uh, like oh, um, so anyways, here's J Lo's advice because uh, people have asked her what she's learned and like you know what lessons she has to give off to like her fans, and she's she said. Um, you can do whatever you want to do, be whoever you want to be. Life can be hard and you fall down, but you get right back up again and mom is going to be there to take to take care of you. And I guess JLo is mama, so JLo supports you. Also, she also said life is a struggle and it's tough, but we always make it back to ourselves, which I really I really liked. Um, okay, that's it. And thank you again. It was so much fun. Bye. Okay, so it's okay, nice. so I'm like such a loser. <laughs> I like literally when I got to the advice part when I heard this voice note, I literally teared up because I was like, I'm tear up right now. I was so thoughtful that she took the time to write down JLo's advice for so please cute. advise. I love that. I like my heart broke into a million pieces because like what a thoughtful person. Like, I don't even think I would have fucking thought to no. write down JLo's advice. Like, I, I don't I even know. Been, I would have been like, there's enough Lopez's giving advice on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even think I would have registered it as, a, as a, like advice. I'd be like, oh, she's talking cute. And yeah. then I'd probably like turn and admire someone's outfit. Like, mm -hmm. I really I was so touched that she did that. And it was 100 percent worth it. She was like, so I'm cute. so sorry you couldn't go. And I was like literally you did like and this was her third concert ever i oh forget who she said she saw it was like literally like blues traveler and imogen heap or something it wasn't but it was like something <laughs> ever. i was like we can we can do we can do better we're gonna imogen heap's amazing but you know yeah. and so's blues travel actually like shout out to both but i just thought you know you're 20 something years old got to get into the live music scene i live a very um privileged life in that i've been able to see a lot of live music in my life so um, yeah, yeah, Sam's the man. Yeah. Um, 
Anyone anyone else want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that I love JLo's advice. I love that like she went to TJ Maxx. She definitely didn't go to TJ Maxx <laughs> and read like the frames. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 You'll but come coming from her, it like is powerful, you know? Yeah. JLo is mama. Mama's got She's your mama. back. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, maybe you never knew who you were, but if you did know who you were, you probably can get back to yourself. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. sick. I love that from her. And especially when JLo says something like that, I'm like, She's I believe you. Shit. I yeah. believe you. It means more. Yeah. Um, okay, well, do you want to take another call? Sam, I love you. I'm so happy you had fun. I actually have a really funny video that I'll edit together for you. She, This guy, you know, I, I kept calling him one less lonely girl because that's the only thing I could think of. But you know how, like, Justin Bieber would always bring a girl up to, yeah. like, sing mm-hmm. to her? Well, J-Lo brings up a guy and, like, freaks on him. And the guy that got it, older man... You know, a little heavy set, got a mustache, probably about 55, sitting there gripping the sides of his chair, like like literally like a toddler, like who couldn't like contain himself. Like it was the perfect person. I said to her, I was like, you're there's probably not going to be a better one throughout the rest of the tour. (laughs) It's not even that he's so funny. It's just that he's like such a meme. He's so real. Um, Okay, Sorry. Back to the calls. Hi, malls, Christina, wags, and guests. I'm coming to you with a question that I'm going to try and keep very concise, although I think it can be very drawn out. So I've been friends with this girl since I've been five years old. I'm currently 25, so 20 years. And she's married. She got married very young after three months. That's very common for the area that I live. So nothing out of the ordinary, but it was a little shocking that she had only known this guy for three months. I've only met him twice. And I mean, they've been married for like three years now. So that's very odd to me. But anyways, I don't know them. I don't really know their relationship. I just know my friendship with her and we've never had issues until this past Sunday I was out with my friend and we texted her and said, hey, where are you? She replied back to me, I'm out taking tequila shots with my coworkers. I've had a bad day at work. And I said, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Come meet up with us. You know, we're at this rooftop just having mimosas. It was Sunday at 4 p.m. Long story short, she shows up. She's clearly tipsy from the shots. She orders a beer at the bar. We sit down. It's a very calm setting. It's a Sunday afternoon, a rooftop. Everyone's just sitting, hanging out, having a good time. Nobody's bothering anyone. It's fine. We get a little bored there. We walk to a second place. Very similar vibe. She has another shot. We each get mimosas again. And then she starts panicking about 15 minutes after being at that second location, freaking out because her husband is about to be home from his trip and she has to get home immediately right the second I try to suggest to her maybe have him meet us out so we can hang out with him a little bit more get to know him a little bit more she refuses her phone dies I have to call her a lift she gets in a lift and goes home I think everything's fine until the next morning I wake up to two text messages from her one was at 3 a.m explaining how she was completely blackout, she doesn't know what happened, blah, 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 your average drunk text. Then I get another one at 6 a.m. and I'm actually going to read it to you because I really don't know how else to describe it. It said, 
After talking to my husband, I'm worried that someone slipped something into our drinks because I did not have that much to drink and I was completely blackout until 3 a.m. I had two beers before I met you guys and had eaten two big meals yesterday. I feel like the amount I drank with you guys should not have made me that drunk for that long and I just remember being totally fine, maybe a little tipsy, and then nothing. Apparently, I couldn't even walk by the time the lift dropped me off and I almost had to go to the hospital. I don't know. Text me when you wake up so I know you're okay. And... Honestly, I just think it's a little bit odd that she's trying to assume that she was drugged, number one, and number two, blatantly lying about the fact that she had shots and was drunk and was out having a time with her friends and, you know, just drinking after a long day at work. I don't understand what the big deal is, and it's making me now assume that something is wrong in their marriage and that he doesn't like her drinking and he's being controlling. And so she's having to literally lie and say that she was drugged to make up for her behavior. And then not only that, but she's putting it on me saying that, you know, we were drugged. I was falling down. Another text she sent me later in the day said she had bruises and scrapes all over her legs from falling. And when I left this girl, she was fine. I would never let my friend go home if she was like that belligerent. She was fine. And so I just think, It's a little shady. Sorry if this was super long, but I would love to get your thoughts on what's going on because I don't want to overreact and assume that she has a controlling husband, but that's kind of what it sounds like to me because she's never, before she married him, she was never ever like this. She would just make a mistake, get drunk, own it, move on. She didn't care. And now she's saying that we were drugged when we were at a calm patio outside on a Sunday, sitting, enjoying our afternoon. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Please advise. Thank you so much. Love you guys. I mean... I'm going to let you guys go first. Okay? I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, my inclination is to believe maybe she's trying to cover her tracks for her husband or there's something maybe going on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she has like a bigger issue that she's not ready to really talk about and acknowledge that like maybe her drinking was more excessive than she realized. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if she's making an excuse for herself. So we know she mm-hmm. lied about the shots. She claims yes. that she only had a couple mixed drinks with them. Yeah. Do you think that this is the story she told her husband Mm -hmm. and she's acted confused because, like, he looks at the texts? Absolutely. Because he probably was like, you need to show me what you're sending to her Mm -hmm. because this is serious. You were drugged. Like, and maybe that's what she told him, but I also want to know about how drunk she, like... What happened between when she left? Because like you said, you wouldn't have let your friend who's clearly blackout and going to possibly harm themselves get into a lift by themselves. When did these scratches happen? Are the scratches real? Are the like... Did she scratch herself? Did she she scratch herself? Yeah, so that he would... So she'd have more evidence that something terrible happened to her. Wow, that... That just gave me like Gone Girl wine bottle... uh, (laughs) flashbacks well like you know you gotta you gotta wonder when someone is like this deep in a lie that they're texting someone Mm -hmm. who knows the truth a lie yeah like on like it's kind of like a blink twice thing where it's like you can i hope you can read between the lines that something Mm -hmm. is wrong here because like how could you just tell someone you didn't take shots did she admit to having any shots in the text with her husband i don't know because i think it said she read it to us and she said, I only had. There's no tequila in the. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't. And I. And, you know, to be honest, like, 
I kind of like don't know if it's relevant, like um, what time of day it was or anything like that. Cause people will be like at, a, at noon and it's like plenty of people can have a drink at noon and like, it doesn't mean their life is spiraling out of control. Um, it's not the time of day she was taking tequila shots. It's that she was taking tequila shots. Yeah, I think and it's was okay. she even being yeah. honest with you about what she was doing beforehand? Right. right. Like, I think it's okay to take a tequila shot. I also think that you know what you're getting into when you do that. Mm-hmm. And you know that that is basically like drinking two drinks at once just because it hits your body so quickly. Ooh. So for each tequila shot, you were taking basically four drinks depending on how much they were spread out because it's all about if you yeah. can if you can make your first two drinks last an hour you will be fine for the rest of the night they've mm-hmm. always say they always yeah. say that about not not blowing it out too soon it's the best to pace yourself really early on so she goes from that to the drinks with you and then from there you said at a second location then she continued to proceed with drinks First of all, let's call upon Oprah, not necessarily the analogy that she was referring to, but you did take her ass to a second location. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you have a friend who's that drunk, sometimes you got to put him in the car in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know what you can do other than distance yourself. Because yeah. if she's needing to lie to like communicate and survive right now then it means that that's where she's at and if you sent her a text denying the drinks that she said she had she probably could get in quote-unquote trouble for that i don't know i don't know she might try to flip it on you or i don't know definitely right she needs to put it on somebody that's not her so her husband's gonna feel okay and that's for her to figure out i mean i know it's not you know it's not your problem yeah. But you also don't want to disconnect too much from your friend because she's clearly in need and then she'll just stay longer with this guy who's clearly controlling her. But she her. can't fix her, No, but this you can't guy. do anything about it. I, yeah. I think that also I'm really starting to feel like your friend has a problem with alcohol and that's more the issue than the husband. I don't know if the husband is a good or a bad guy based on anything you told me. Um, she's, she doesn't even really know. That was the whole thing about the marriage. Mm-hmm. She's like, they got married really quick. They've been married for three years, but I don't really know what's going on in their relationship. And this is someone that's her best friend mm-hmm. yeah, or has been a friend for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she said she was out drinking tequila because, you know, her life is falling apart. She said she like had a bad day at work. Yeah. Um, and when a bad day at work leads to a full blown blackout drinking episode in which you yeah. have to lie to your boyfriend and possibly you're lying to your friends about what you were drinking beforehand. Mm-hmm. Who are these coworkers she was taking shots with? Where did they all go? I what do they do for a living? Well, I mean, that <laughs> it's a Sunday. It doesn't I don't know if that really matters what anyone does for a living again. Like that part doesn't matter. Just the bare facts of your friend probably has a problem in either an abusive relationship or a controlling relationship, or she has a problem with alcohol or both. But I honestly, I always say, you know, you can talk about something with someone once it's a one and done. If they don't respond Mm -hmm. like, you know, in a way that shows that they're open to help or anything like that. And you can sometimes even backtrack a lot. Like I've made strides in one conversation with a person and then followed up with them about it two weeks later. And they were like, no, it's not a problem. I never meant any of that. It's like, fine. I didn't mean that. 
mm-hmm. you know, because they've talked themselves out of the progress that you guys have had together. So if you sense that there's like no progress to be made and then if the progress does, if you do feel like there's progress and then she backtracks on that, that's also that's also a, a soft no as well. So I think you say something and then unfortunately, like if she reaches out, you know, let her reach out. I don't know how close you guys are. Like, I just think that there's something going on here that like you can't control and that's probably really upsetting. And that's like why you're writing in. Yeah. But this is her marriage. This is her life. This is potentially her drinking problem or not her drinking problem. Maybe, you know, maybe she was slipped something. Maybe this girl, I know that like I can certainly one time I thought I was slipped something on New Year's Eve and I it was years and years and years ago, probably when I was 23 or 24. And we were all drinking a lot. But then all of a sudden, I started to feel really woozy and weird. And I remember saying something to the girlfriend I was with where I was like, I feel like I was like slip something like I and she's like, no, you're drinking like it's just like she like rolled her eyes at me. And I was like, no, something doesn't feel right. Something like I can drink. This doesn't feel right. And, um, I still don't know if that had happened. I did get home. Okay. Yeah. But you know, there is a chance something was slipped to her. Maybe, you know, bartenders are oftentimes the one who slip people. Yeah. Roofies. That's just, mm-hmm. it's just the case. There's certain bars in LA that I won't mention for like legal reasons yeah. that we want in particular, that churns out 12 roofied girls every weekend. So, and they they know, like, they are a known issue. So I will say that, you know, there's maybe a chance that, a you know, a bartender or someone saw how drunk your friend was already and, like, hoped to, you know, I don't know, make her night worse somehow. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I would, I really would, back off. And I don't mean in a not be her friend way. I mean, a she probably needs to figure some stuff out way. Cause what else can you do, but sit down with her and be like, what was with that text that was full of lies? Yeah. Like, is there a reason why you have to not say in print? Like, is he controlling your texts or do you not remember taking tequila shots for hours with your friends? Cause they're all witnesses to her behavior too. You know, I don't. And maybe she was embarrassed that she revealed too much, too. So she's like, oh, I can say I was drunk and blackout. So if I said something about my marriage to my friend, maybe she'll think I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Or, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to know more about like her behavior at this location, though. Like like what her behavior was that night. Because I heard she was tipsy, but like you didn't really mention a mood change or her like breaking down or anything like that. I mean, it seems like she might just have a really severe drinking problem and that her husband knows about it and any sort of like, you know, any sort of like fact checking he was trying to do might be because she notoriously lies about this stuff and it's an issue in their marriage, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, how do you think she should go about, Talking to her like her one and done. Does she like? I think hey, she can we should talk sit down this? and say, "Hey, what's with those texts that you sent that were lies?" 
you and I both know you were drinking tequila shots. Either you were lying about drinking tequila shots with your friends there. Either Mm -hmm. I'm hallucinating and I didn't see you take tequila shots as well as drink beers. Or you don't remember any of that at all. But you do remember allegedly some of your drink orders that night. Because she's claiming like... What what's going on in between your memory, the conversation with your husband, and can you yeah. explain that? Yeah. There's an obvious yeah. discrepancy, and I think pointing it out and asking her because at the same time, for someone who's blackout, she sur- sure seems to have a handle on how many drinks she had and when. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what to I don't know what else to say. Like, what would you? To me, that again, it seems like a blink twice. Like it seems like she's, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on the phone and you just start to, you're the person you're talking to starts to get a little bit weird, and you're like, oh wait, is so and so in the room? Oh wait, okay, are they like, you know, blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. You just that to me reads like the text version of that. Yeah, like a mission of details. Like it's either she has to lie to her husband or she's lying to her damn self. Yeah, or both. Could be both. Do you know your friend to exhibit behavior like this in the past? Has your Does your friend have an illustrious history of drinking? Is your friend someone that's, you know, typically doing shots on a Sunday? She seems to be really tying it into the hus- the relationship with the husband based mm-hmm. on, like, what how she framed the call. Right, but I don't know if that's... But she didn't give any other evidence about that. Right, but I feel like if she maybe... At, like thought her friend had a drinking problem it would be pre-husband or like maybe she would have brought that up yeah she was also worried about getting home because her husband was going to be home it's yeah. like I would never if I was out drinking worry that I needed to get home for Greg yeah for Greg <laughs> <laughs> possibly possibly but you know either that way she a little either bit way like, she uh, some sort of abuse I, yeah. I agree and I think that that's absolutely an option I absolutely think that that's an option I also think the two things could exist at one absolutely. and I also think that this is a person who walks around telling half truths either way she's someone who likes mm-hmm. to yeah. bend the truth to her advantage and you know that is that is the behavior of someone who has a lot to hide and maybe she isn't a controlling relationship maybe she also had to get home because she was supposed to like grab one afternoon drink with a friend and they were going to have a family dinner yeah. And she couldn't come home because she was shit faced. And he's like, what the hell happened? I thought we were going to spend time together. I just got back in town. Yeah. Like it's a tricky pickle. And and I just and, and I will say that, like, I think that sometimes it can be easier to assume that it's like a husband or a boyfriend. Absolutely. Yeah. Because those are the things that jump out to all of us. And sometimes it really can just be substance abuse. Like I have been around people for long periods of time, years, and not known that they were also taking painkillers or also doing something behind my back that was really affecting their mood. There's a lot of high-functioning alcoholics out there. Mm High-functioning alcoholics, but also drug addicts. And, and, you know, if your friend is taking her, you know, she had had a Xanax, of course that's going to wear, the drinks are going to hit her totally differently. You know, I, yeah. you never know. And this is a big, big country with a lot of problems with stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like a lot of like she's weaving this own narrative of what it could be. And she really needs to like get at her friend to get what's the truth. Because there yeah. was not there wasn't enough details it. about either potential. Yeah. Right. Like if if she knew not knowing about much about someone's husband. Isn't 
a big problem if the things that you know about him are like, you know what I mean? She didn't say like, I know he's like this. I know he's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my friends' husbands, I just don't speak to that often, you know, like it's not a personal or not personal thing. They're just like, it's not always a couple thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love Greg and Tori. I do not feel that way about a lot of my friends' husbands just because I don't have that closeness really? with them. Yeah. How does Greg work out with your friends? I mean, the thing I love the most about him is that he gets along with literally anybody and like his friends. I'm closer to my close friends now than I ever was Mm -hmm. because he supports those relationships too. Like all of his friends, I'm friends with their wives. Like we all like very much. I don't understand the not knowing a friend's significant other or at least knowing a little bit about them, especially three years. Yeah. Well, you know. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree that like sometimes not it's not always a great sign. Sometimes it's I truly don't think it's very personal. Yeah, um, there are cases with that. But yeah, of course, I anytime I have a friend whose boyfriend, I don't know much about them. It does concern me. But this is your friend. She's been married to him for three years. If anything, like the impulsivity of them getting married tells me more about like kind of supports mm-hmm. more my theory that she might have some. You know, it well it supports both theories, yeah. control, and it supports you know um sort of impulse decisions, which is a you know, dopamine rush and all ties into addiction and everything like that. I have no fucking idea. I have no idea, but I want you to like call us back for sure. Like call us back the the day you hear this episode and tell us as much more as you can. Three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. And I'd love to also hear from people that are listening right now who might be in a similar situation. This specific lie is a, a new one for us because there's it's a double whammy, but it has a lot of familiar themes. But there's also a lot of elements that you nor I may be thinking of. Wags is he's over it. He's going back upstairs. <laughs> and he's also doing it like He's 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 hamming yeah. it up. He's like, mm, my body doesn't work. But like, uh, literally, he was more like, you guys are fucking boring. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's Shut true. Up. No, but when he like kind of like you know was just like going up the stairs like that, this dog was fucking doing zoomies down here for like thirty <laughs> minutes last night. So he's fine. But he acts like a crippled old man. <laughs> just yeah, looking we're looking at, at you. Yeah, that's balcony. He's like, mom, let's go to bed. Mom, is it bedtime yet? No, it's not bedtime. All right. Um, three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. If you're someone out there who might have some clues, maybe you uh, were doing some shit like this yourself, and you know the secret. Maybe you had a friend who was. Maybe your husband was. Maybe all of the above. Uh, call us. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do something next? Some. Do you fear that? Okay. Christina, do you want to read the list? Yeah, I can do that. Christina's never been behind the woman behind the list. <laughs> um. We should. Um, I do play this at like brunch with like different people. Sometimes. You play my fucking patented game. <laughs> I mean, like I you do. don't have to like tweet about it, but like you could just text me and be like, "We're playing. Do you fear that?" And I get a lot of joy. <laughs> I get a lot of joy personally out of okay. this game. Okay. You developed. So we're gonna play a little game that I invented. I'm the proud inventor of. Uh, others enjoy it, but I invented it. It's called "Do You Fear That." <laughs> <laughs> and today, Christina is going to be asking all the questions like she does secretly at brunch with her secret friends. And I just found this out the hard way. Um, <laughs> don't trust a cancer. Okay, let's <laughs> let's in their private fucking interior lives. Okay, let's go into uh, the game. Okay. 
I'm ready. Tori. Are you ready? So ready. Being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. You fear that. Yeah. I like fear being naked in front of most people. Okay. Like myself. Like I get in the shower and I'm like, don't, don't catch a look, you know? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I haven't gotten a massage yet. It's like for oh. like a glimpse of a maybe like you gotta do the you massage. That's like the only time I don't fear. <laughs> they see so many naked bodies. Yeah, too. like no, mine can't be the worst. You know, I know, but it's like mine. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Go to mom, totally get it. It's like when your mom Justified. walks in on you. My mom like almost walks in on me every time I'm home, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "It's all the same. I have the same parts." And I'm like, "I think they're not the same." <laughs> my mom's obsessed with seeing me naked. I've like come to terms with that because I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like every time I'm like getting changed, she's like Molly, and I'm like, "You know, I just said I was getting changed. Like, what the fuck? Are you trying to see me <laughs> naked? Do, do you that? think that know. she's trying to like remember what she used to look like? Is that so gross? I, I like the. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. I went the darkest I could, but I, I mean, think it's what? just like they're so used to not having boundaries with us because they're still like mentally, we're still like they're little babies. I have been nice begging for yeah. boundaries my whole life. Like my whole life, all I've wanted is my private personal time to like mm-hmm. get fucking changed in my bedroom, and it's like, ugh, like door open, <laughs> and always me just like. Like, yeah, I don't I know, have the, the most position. violent reaction. I'm like, what are you doing? Wait, are you yeah. guys not locking the door? Like, I locked the door. Not there's All like the that door doesn't have a lock. Like Ooh. the door in the bedroom that I sleep in when I'm mm. there does mm-hmm. not have a lock. So I'm just like, mom, if the door is closed, knock. Yeah, they'll find <laughs> a way to be invasive. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> okay. Deep space. Deep space. You know what? No. Okay. Because yeah. You no. can expand on it if you want. Just no. Okay. <laughs> Fire. Yeah, definitely. I actually almost said the house on fire like two weeks ago doing what um <laughs> making cookies greg left the house and was like don't burn the house down i'm like what an idiot like i never burn the house down i use the oven all the time see that's why you can't it say stuff fire. like that because he know. put it out into the universe yeah, he did and by the way well. there's nothing scarier than like like trying to contain a fire like mm-hmm. it's terrifying yeah. we have a fire extinguisher thank god but i didn't know how to use it and there's like four safeties on it so i was like having to read instructions and then you have to google and then yeah, yeah. smother it the and there's a fire googling you smother it it's just like you have to deprive it of oxygen so like That's you know cover it with to, another yeah. pan or okay like you know get a towel put it down uh, like, i'm gonna smother freak it out yeah if you can't yeah that's it yeah. uh food in countries you've never been to I guess it depends on the food. So, actually, I'd say yes. Okay. Yeah. What is? What do you fear about? I'm fearful about having stomach issues throughout an entire vacation that I spent a lot of money on. You know, like I want to try something, but is it worth potentially ruining all this time I've took off? I had a colleague that got food poisoning from cheese in France. Oh no! That's actually like the cruelest thing I've ever heard. The dark. The dark? No. I love the dark. <laughs> Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. That happens to me so, so much. What? Yeah. yeah. My old apartment, people used to walk around naked, like right across the hallway from me. And yeah. I'll like walk by doors when I'm at friends' houses and it's like someone's getting out of the shower or something. It happens to me a lot. I've so seen I guess I've two used to people it. accidentally naked in my entire life. One when I was seven 
and one like seven weeks ago when I drove past that guy whose testicles I saw in my side mirror. <laughs> what? Like a homeless person? Yeah. Or, oh, I think yet. I've told this story before, but it was just yeah. a man with a drapey loincloth and then um and then like kind of looked like Jesus. He was like naked and it was like he was had it over his dick, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, this isn't like a costume or an outfit. Like, this is a homeless man who's disoriented. So I look over to my side mirror. Well, I look over to my side mirror on the right, and I see balls. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. he's got, like, the front part of his dick covered, but then there's some balls on the side. And I'm like, fuck. And then I look over to my left mirror and I see the guy in the car behind me like laughing his ass off. And it's also terrifying to me when someone in their car behind you makes eye contact with you through the side mirror. I'm like, get out of here. This is my private space. Again, my private space. (laughs) So when I saw him laughing, I was like, oh, well, someone has to be the fucking adult in this situation. And so I pulled over on the side of the road and I called 911. And I said, they're testicles. Well, he's a nude man in the middle of the street. And like, unfortunately, like that can um, lead to people getting like registered sex offenders and stuff like that. And I said to the woman on the phone, I made a point to say it like this man looked very disoriented. He did Mm -hmm. not look well. I said he was doing it the best he could to cover himself. I don't think this was sexual in nature. I think he's disoriented and needs help. And. I made sure to say that because Ed saw a naked man um, about our age walking down the street in Glendale. And he also called the police and the police found him. And then the next day they called him back and said, like, was he touching himself in any way? Because this is a very different situation if that was the case. And he was like, no, he was just walking naked. And um, I re- a couple of weeks ago, I realized, like, oh, he was probably on Ambien. Maybe. You know, because yeah. I said he was walking like a zombie, just full nude down the street. Didn't look homeless. No, not at all. He so, looked like he looked like a hipster. He looked like our age and like a hipster. Yeah. So the nine one one operator was like, "Okay, we took down the information." They yeah. Then they said like, "Do I want to leave my name?" And I said, um, "And I said Molly." And then they asked for my last name, and I was like, "Look," I said, "I'll give you my phone number." I said, "I." I don't want to like make a big report of it. I said, but if you can just call me back and let me know that you got him and that he's okay, that would make me feel better. But they didn't call me back now. Um, but with Ed, it was the follow up the next day where they were like, if this man was also masturbating, we've got an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which made me so sad to think about going to sleep on Ambien one night and waking up the next morning and the fucking cops are talking to you about sex, being a sex offender. Yeah. Um, anyway, we better blow through this list. Keep going. (laughs) Clowns. Uh, I've never had a problem with clowns. I mean, I don't love them, but yeah. Sleeping alone. No. Oh my God. I love being alone. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Greg? Um, (laughs) Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. Uh, Singing to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I fear that and I do it a lot. Okay. Germs. More so lately, yeah. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Yes, I have like trauma from reading in school. Same. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, oh, like you were comfortable like ripping out our archipelago like in fourth grade <laughs> in front of the fourth grade class. I wouldn't say that I had a trauma around it though. Oh my god, oh. I used to try to read ahead and be like, I'm gonna get this part. Okay. Yeah, I was never like oh, that. God. Oh yeah. my god. And there were so many times where someone would say something and it would come out as a swear or a racial slur or something mildly like sexual. And just everyone would lose their minds. Everyone. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No. No. First dates. No. I don't have to do those anymore. Yet. (laughs) Finding Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. I think we all have a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I would fear that. Okay. Someone telling the me diagnosis, that. Yeah. probably, right? I should reword that question yeah. being diagnosed. My friend Ryan was like, I'm really glad I found out. My friend Ryan is sober. And he was like, oh, no. He's like, it was a huge relief. And mm-hmm. I was like, I feel the same way. I would feel so relieved. Yeah. If someone was like, yeah. here's what's wrong. Here's how to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching mold grow on nature shows. I'd be into that. No. What you'll see, what you'll see when you look in the mirror, if you fear that. Sometimes, <laughs> depends on how confident I feel during the day. Lena Dunham's success. No. <laughs> Phobophobia, aka a fear of developing phobias. No. Dancing in public. No. Singing in public. Uh, if I have a few drinks, no. Missing out on events or parties. No, I love that. I love missing out. Having to go to events or parties. Yeah, I fear that. That you're a fraud. I don't know what I'd be a fraud at. No. (laughs) That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. Yes, that's awful. Spending a week in Times Square. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spending more than 10 minutes in Times Square, I fear. (laughs) Contracting an STI. No. (laughs) Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. Oh, yes. My dad eats them by like the handful, like all the flavors together. Oh, that. My my mom does that. I'm like, you're a serial killer. Like, you have to separate them. Yeah, yeah. Going through TSA. Yeah, I always think that I'm like a terrorist and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Needles. Yes, huge fear. What's in tap water? Mm, no. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yeah, yeah, I've had to do that. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday nights. No, I love a Sunday night. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. I recently tried a cheap natural deodorant and Greg couldn't be by me. So. Wow. Some whole food shit. Some whole food shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Commitment, obviously. Uh, no. <laughs> Being homeless. Yeah. I think I'd be a good homeless person, though. Why is that? I just feel like I'd have it figured out. Like, I know where I would live. Where the would, the Sunset Crescent Heights Plaza. Okay. They have great bathrooms, a water supply, shaded areas. I think that would be where I would go. Do you think they'd have you? Um, like how long I'd like to think that I'd like find places to shower right you know like as long as I wasn't too the key to being homeless is to be jovial and Mm -hmm. quirky 
Like yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to get some, you need to get some rich people to be like, oh, we like Tori. She's always the one that like, you know, smiles yeah. and quotes Anchorman. <laughs> like you have to have like a thing. Like you have to have a hook. Like, oh, that's the homeless woman who's obsessed with Anchorman. Or like the pink lady in West Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. We need to have, we need to, homeless. we need to brand ourselves if mm-hmm. we're going to be homeless. Yeah. Know your brand. <laughs> Bethany Frankel. I am so afraid of being, I'm so afraid. Change. <clears throat> No, I like it. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker. No, I think that'd be interesting, right? I don't fear that. Okay. Well, some people, I feel like if you're not poly, if you, you know, are in a relationship and you, some people, it can be like the mistress, so to speak, or you can get in trouble that way. Or like, you know, maybe you're kind of like a judgmental person and like your fear would be like... Like, I don't know. But um, whenever I thought of when I thought of that question, I thought it, it for um, a poly uh, for a person who's not poly for a very committed person, that could be the like the helliest job for their partner to have. Yeah, but I was assuming Greg was dead in this scenario. You know? Okay. Okay. That's where you went. Oh, yeah. that's where, where you, went. you went to Greg being dead. Yeah. yeah. As long as he's alive, like we're stuck together. So. Uh, vomiting. Mm. No. Okay. Bugs. Yes. Hate them. Being fisted. <laughs> never. You fear, but you don't fear being fisted. Oh no, I definitely fear that, and it's never <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clarify that you weren't yeah, I was like, like okay, never a fear for me. No, nope. like I love it. Didn't you know me? I'm f- the fist girl of that water. <laughs> I just thought you were, you know, open to experience this story. You know? Um, unusually good-looking people. Yeah. There's this really hot guy that works at Sweet Finn, and I can't You hear that, Greg? <laughs> I, no, Greg can't either. I, like, we're, like, there, and I'm like, we can't make eye contact with you? Like, what are what you doing? Hell? Why yeah. are you working at Sweet Finn? Yeah. Do you feel like when you see, like, a very, a very, like, a very, very attractive person that you have to tell them that they're beautiful? No. Oh, I, I am always like, you are, first of all, you are stunning. <laughs> Secondly, I'd love a water. Like, absolutely. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, or even sometimes it's people that they're not, like, remarkably beautiful, but, like, they just have, like, a presence. Oh, I like that. I don't know what it is. Like, I would say probably, like, three years ago, I've been able to stop myself. I'm just like, you know what? You need to let people know that they're beautiful. Like, you just do. <laughs> like, if someone, like, not even do they look nice. Just, like, sometimes, like, the cashier at Trader Joe's, I'm like, do you know that you're, like, you're beautiful? Like, you look beautiful. That's also, really like, sweet. yeah, paper, please. Like, I need bags. Like, <laughs> that is absolutely just something that I think, you know, you got to do. Got to do. You got to tell beautiful people they're beautiful just so they remember. I'm going to take that That's with all they me. have. Um, okay, sorry, keep going. The dentist. Yeah, I like need to go. <laughs> Death. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what your hot dog, but you're not afraid to about Greg's death, apparently. I think about Greg's death so much. Yeah? Yeah, that's really scary. <laughs> it is. I don't know. I never thought I'd care. Oh, this is really nice. You're welcome. Um, I never <laughs> thought I'd care about someone that much. So like ever since I met somebody that I like want to be around for like I had purpose before him but I was like oh like it'd be fine I'm like oh I don't think he'd be fine like he would be not be fine if I died and I would not be fine if he died Aww. Aww. I love that 
Ringo but I'd find a way. Really I'd like sweet. eat, I love it or something. I'm curious about what Greg's answer to this would be. Uh, <laughs> knowing what your hot dog is actually made of. I don't eat hot dogs. Okay. So. Crying in public. Yeah. Being with a man who's crying in public. Uh, actually, no. Like Greg cries at the end of movies a lot. And I think it's sweet. Does he sob into the lobby? It's not so much like a sob. <laughs> sob in the lobs, Greg. That's what we're calling him from now on. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. Yes. Everyone. Netflix has like ruined me. Mm. Heights. Yeah. The idea that your worst enemy might be correct and you are, in fact, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Birds. No. No. That's it. Do you feel like there's an additional fear of like if you went to jail for a murder you didn't commit that Kim Kardashian wouldn't pick you to get you out? <laughs> <laughs> that we may have to add an addendum to this Like list. how choosy is she going to be? How does she find the people? Like how does she how does she pick? I, I do know. love that she partnered with Lyft to get prisoners yes. rides to and from job interviews and work like that is Huge. brilliant. It is such good PR for Lyft. It is, it is, at first my fear was that they were trying to give reform prisoners jobs at Lyft. And I was like, oh, no, 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 Lyft. That's bad PR. We're very spoiled with public transportation in LA. Like, just, we're still not the best city at it. But there are a lot of people who come out of prison and they live in rural areas and they don't know how to drive. They don't have access to a vehicle. Something like Lyft getting them to and from work could change their lives. Like, there are people that literally walk... 10 miles to work every single day. Yeah. And that's their only option. And I mm-hmm. don't think we, you know, I don't think we talk about that enough. So if you are listening to this on your 10 mile walk to work, we fucking support you, dog. And uh, I hope I could have more like content for you. All right. <laughs> we got one last call. Okay, let's do her. Or him. Or or they. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Malls, Christina, <laughs> and guests. Um... So we're calling in. We are best friends and we are addicted to Please Advise. We have been for a while. We listen to you all the time and we're just sitting here after a day at brunch and we wanted to call in with just like a fun question for you. Mm -hmm. So we just really wanted to know what you and Christina's worst date stories are or possibly guests like, you know, anyone who wants to jump in, but we would have loved to about those things yeah share your worst date stories yeah (laughs) thank you love you i think this is lola hi if lola if that's you hi she's one of my instagram buds um you guys have heard all about my bad dates you know about the colostomy bag guy we don't have much time left i will talk about bad dates for the rest of my life but christina i don't think we've ever heard this from you and tori i want to hear about your bad dates before you met your magic man well i don't think Here's the thing, I, like the bad date that I had is just boring. It wasn't like it was the most boring date. It wasn't like a flame out total bad date. It was somebody that like uh, I was set up friend of a friend um, and I had to drive down to Fuller's him to meet him because he had a radio show that he was doing and I wanted to like watch him do this radio show that he was doing out of Cal State Fullerton. So I drove down to Fuller's him to watch him do his show and then uh, he was a lawyer and then um, I was like slow. I slowly found out that he was like conservative, but not like any kind of like Christian conservative. It was more like um, 
libertarian conservative, which is a different brand. And like, that's fine. People can have their own political beliefs, but it was like when you try to really engage with me on something that's supposed to be like a casual fun night, um, like that's not really the vibe that I'm going for. I'm not there to have a political debate about like my choices or like however I may lean politically. Um, but then we went to a sushi restaurant and it was kind of an expensive restaurant. And I did that thing where you're like, you're like, oh, okay, how are we like, are we doing this? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, Totally. We went, he was like, yeah, sure. Put your card down. And I was oh, like, no. Oh, <laughs> you're a lawyer. You have so much more money than me. You know, I'm like, and a you drove writer, and so I drove far. Honestly, like, like the richer the person has to pay on the date. And that's maybe that was really like put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. It's like someone who like came from like had privilege or mm-hmm. had like some sort of modicum of an upper hand than me and was just yeah. like so cheap and couldn't even pay for the sushi <laughs> that we had. Totally. That is so, that's a pretty bad date. That's not yeah. just boring. That's yeah. bad. Tori, I want to hear about yours. Um, I guess my worst one would be I was like 20 or 21. I just moved to L.A. and my boss I was working at a PR firm, set me up with her son and I saw pictures and I was like oh he's like cute and like what do you do you can't say no it was my boss and we went into like the parking garage after he picked me up and he flew through without getting a ticket after the person in front of him oh wow like I don't know if he was really nervous he seemed really nervous but he just like you know like how people sometimes assholes like fly out when you're leaving a garage yeah so they don't Mm. have to pay well he did it on the way in and he's like, oh, shit, I don't know. It was just like the weirdest. So he didn't have a date. ticket. So he didn't have yeah. a ticket. And then there was a whole like we had to go to the office to get out. <laughs> oh. And we just had nothing in common. And then I had to go to work. And that was the worst part. How like was the, the date with my son. How did you handle it? Yeah, I was like, he's really nice. I don't know if it was like a connection, but like I can definitely see us being friends. OK, you handled that pretty well. He also <laughs> probably told his mom, you know, like. It, it wasn't there. It's a swing and a yeah. 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 Like, I mean, like, he probably was like, mom, I fucked up. I mean, whoever needs their mom to set them up on dates, like, I don't know. There's yeah. An issue. <laughs> There's a good point to that. I would never go on a date my mom set me up on. Ever. <laughs> There's a point there. There's a point yeah. there. Yeah. Also, it's just like if they wound up to be scummy and like your parent doesn't know that, like what mm. does your parent know about what it's like to date you? Yeah. yeah. You know, probably not much, hopefully. <laughs> um, well, Tori, I fucking loved having you here and I'm glad you came and uh, popped your cherry because we want to <laughs> have you on the show more and I really want to have you on Lifetime Podcast. Mm, it's a good one. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll put all of Tori's social in the description of this episode. Um, Christina, do you have any parting words for Please Advise Nash? No, I don't. No? Nothing. Prayers you want to? <laughs> She's good. Any, any <laughs> well good vibes? Uh, Pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not, Pray for us all. I don't need anything, you know, I don't need any specific prayers, but I could always use a general prayer. If you're out there prying. Um, All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. 